This is Soul Over the Bones, a podcast for rewilding by Liz Glenn. Hello and welcome. In today's episode, I am going to cover my top 10 greatest therapy takeaways. To preface, I am not a therapist, and anything that I say is just unsolicited advice. I am not in any way credentialed or in a position to provide medical advice to anybody. However, I have been to therapy throughout my entire adult life as someone who originally was struggling with PTSD, doing EMDR and behavioral therapy, as somebody who my entire life has struggled with anxiety, OCD, and depression, which, yes, is quite the trifecta, then marital therapy, and I started doing my own individual therapy with another therapist post-divorce in 2020. By the way, if you live in California and are looking for a bomb-ass therapist, hit me up. I know someone. I haven't been in therapy since moving to Michigan since my therapist isn't licensed outside of California, which is the state she lives in, but I still hear her voice in my head all the time. The way I saw her was as my internal voice who was able to cut through the bullshit and saw what I couldn't, sort of the eagle above the forest as I'm walking through the trees. She spoke into existence what I knew but didn't want to admit. I also had to discern whether what she said was for me or not. One person can't know everything, and therapists are human just like everybody else. That being said, I made so many huge breakthroughs that have transformed my life for the better. Therapy strengthened me to be the mother I needed to be post-divorce, an actively healing partner in my current relationship, and to be the advocate for myself I've always been for everyone else. My self-love journey has roots here. This is its origin story. Like I mentioned in the episode previous to this one with Amy Elizabeth, therapy sometimes requires us to see what cannot be unseen and much must burn. But at the end of the day, it is for our greatest good and deepest healing. Like Khalil Gibran said in his poem on joy and sorrow, and I've quoted this on the podcast before, the deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. In my own words, the more deadened brush therapy sweeps through with licking flames, the more nutrient-rich the soil remaining becomes to grow your garden. So, without further ado, here are the 10 most impactful lessons I learned through therapy. Number one, be a mother to yourself, or be a father, or be a parent to yourself. Be a mother to yourself was my specific advice. This was the literal number one first thing written in my therapy notes as I pull out my journal to look back from my first session with my new therapist in California. Learning to mother myself is essential to learning deep compassion for myself. Notice I said learning to mother myself is essential, not was essential. This is a lifelong journey and I am in no way finished. This looks like Keeping a picture of my childhood self on my bedroom mirror to look at every day with compassion. To reframe who I am through the lens of my healing rather than ideas I may have gathered about who I was growing up. For example, I was frequently called spoiled and lazy growing up. I therefore grew up to believe that I am a spoiled, 
and lazy person. I can now look at that picture of myself as a little girl and connect to what I was going through from a place of empathy rather than criticism to understand who I really am and also why I acted the way I did. It's not about evading responsibility. It's about gaining greater insight into who we actually are rather than what others have said we are. Reparenting is essentially filling in the cracks of some childhood experiences we wish we had, which helps us to better regulate as adults. It's not that our parents are bad people. They did the best they could with the tools they've been given. As a parent myself, I have a lot of compassion for my parents because there are a lot of times when my window of tolerance is very small. And of course, it's easy to say and do things that you don't mean when you're in a place of dysregulation. Dr. Nicola Pira, the holistic psychologist, has an entire blog post about this principle, and I'll share it in the show notes. Number two, use journaling as therapy between sessions. Yes, talking with a licensed, experienced, professional therapist is transformative, but there are other tools you can use in conjunction with therapy. One of them is journaling. Getting things out of your head and onto paper helps take the power away from issues that take up space within you. Having a journal is also a really great way to look back and see the progress you've made and how far you've come. It becomes your own personal guidebook, and you can easily access inspiration that will help you on your life's journey. Number three, prioritize self-esteem. Now, this is not the same as confidence. While they overlap, they are two completely different working systems. Self-confidence is believing in yourself and your abilities, while self-esteem is appreciation and value of self. A lot can be revealed about the things that you say, and that was the case for me as I talked with my therapist. I started out my therapy journal believing in myself, but not valuing myself. My dreams also revealed a lot of these common threads as well, and I highly recommend keeping a dream journal especially when the dreams are recurring themes or very vivid. My therapist's recommendation to me to grow my self-esteem was to keep a running list of all the things I love about myself. It's a practice I still strive to keep even all these years later. Number four, stop taking bullshit. This is one of my all-time favorites. Super easy to access. As a recovering people pleaser, I'm used to being expected to make people happy. This happens for a lot of people, but I think women in particular are susceptible to societal expectations to sacrifice yourself in the effort to make others comfortable. Now, I make efforts to see with my wise mind, see also wildish nature, instead of my trained mind to cut through the bullshit and know what is right and wrong for me. Learning to trust my gut instinct has been crucial here where everything in my upbringing is telling me to fawn and say yes when I really want to say no. Now I learn to use no as a full sentence. That leads me to number five, develop rock solid boundaries. Knowing what I need to feel safe and valued shapes the interactions I have with others through boundaries. Having boundaries has become popular therapy jargon that is sometimes mistaken for setting up rules for other people, but that's not true. Boundaries are rules I create for myself to take care of myself. 
This goes back to reparenting ourselves. As children, our parents had rules for us to keep us safe and healthy. As adults, we can create structures for ourselves to continue to be led by our wise minds that know what we truly need rather than what others urge us to do. It's a form of loving and protecting ourselves. Number six, structure is key. Having a routine is the secret sauce to higher self-esteem. I learned from Darcy Benincosa in her self-made mastermind that progress is the actual key to happiness. Achievements are directly linked to dopamine boosts. So the science behind our brain chemistry backs up this theory. Number seven, if you attach a negative association to something, it's going to stick around longer. The Buddhist theory of paradoxical change says, the more you focus on something you don't like, the less likely it is to change. Things need to be held in softness and compassion to transform and elevate. I think as parents, we know that if we try to force and berate, we don't get the results that we want. But if we take time to expand and have space and love, we get the desired results. Number eight, growth is an upward spiral. Sometimes I felt defeated because we kept talking about the same things in therapy over and over again. Some things took longer to heal. Some pieces of advice I failed to take. Some lessons were harder to learn than others. It felt like I was staying in the same place or moving backward. My therapist explained to me that growth is an upward spiral. Maybe we circle back to the same thing we've already discussed, but it's with an upward trajectory and from wisdom of experience. Going back to the Buddhist theory of paradoxical change, the more shame I attach to my perceived lack of growth, the more actual lack of growth I experienced. Shame is the lowest vibration in the spectrum. Not a lot of growth and positivity comes from operating at that very low place. When I instead embraced and celebrated my growth, slow and cyclical though it may have been at times, I was able to heal and move on more effectively. Number nine, let go. As someone who has often felt out of control in many areas of my life, I have grown to be an adult that craves the ability to control a situation. I want to be able to predict the outcome to better prepare myself for what to expect and to spare myself pain. This has limited the amount of actual living I've allowed myself to do, constantly navigating a world of perceived threats. My anxiety is usually the captain of this ship, and when I'm able to get out of my mind and into my body, I can usually recognize the telltale symptoms that that's who I'm dealing with. In moments of concern, I have the ability to take my power back and assess, do I have control over this? If so, I can make a list of actionable steps and make sure to do them. If not, I have to surrender and let it go. My partner and I are currently working through the Switch Research Emotions Journal. I'll link to it in the show notes. And one of the lessons is on radical acceptance. It states that acceptance is not approval of a situation, but rather taking my power back to prevent my own suffering if I continue to hold on and wish for a situation to change. 
Formulating mantras can be super helpful for this. A go-to of mine that I didn't even realize was a mantra is, it is what it is. I say this all the time. And in this case, it can be incredibly helpful for radically accepting a situation for my own healing. Number 10, I've got me. The one thing I know now is that I am here for myself. I am my own advocate, supporter, protector, lover, and friend. The only responsibility I truly have, apart from caring for my daughter, is caring for myself. I think a lot of people see taking care of themselves as selfish, because self-care and rest go against our capitalist society. Generations not so long ago didn't have these luxuries, both because it was a lot more difficult to survive, but also because many demographics were oppressed and not allowed to fully live. Caring for yourself is not selfish. Rejecting old, outdated systems that no longer work for you and your family are essential to setting an example for future generations, shaping the world to be a more caring people, starting with yourself. Therapy is not for the faint of heart. It can present us with incredibly harrowing realities we've buried and gone about life pretending didn't exist because it's easier that way. It's an incredibly worthwhile endeavor, though, and I believe it has the potential to transform the world for the better. If every one of us sat face-to-face with our shadows and brought them into light, I can't imagine how there could possibly be any lack of empathy or deep compassion for self from that point on. If you want more self-love tools that you can easily access anywhere that take you on a journey through each of your senses toward a deeper presence and love of self, which affects all aspects of your life, my self-love club guide is just for you. I'm running a deep summer sale right now, so it's the perfect time to snag your copy and spend the rest of your summer beginning a self-love journey that will transform you into the most embodied version of yourself you can be. I want to know. Which of these was your favorite? What do you think you could apply to your own life? What of these have you already applied that you've seen radical results? Message me on Instagram. I'm at the Liz Glenn. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.